0: Hey everybody, Danny here from Music Lesson Business Academy. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to handle an unexpected emergency that may keep you away from your business. This is Music Lesson Business Academy the podcast that's all about how to grow your music teaching business. Hey everybody, Danny here. Welcome back to another episode. Sorry for the echoey audio. I'm just recording right onto my laptop. Um, And as you'll understand, as this episode gets rolling, I'm not at my house. I'm down at my girlfriend's in Irvine, California, and uh, just wanted to try to get this Completed here for you. And uh, so, the topic of the episode is you know, what do you do in your business when an unexpected situation or emergency arises that may keep you away from the day to day of your business? And that's basically what just happened to me Um, two weekends ago, I guess it would be now. I kind of had a little bit of stomach discomfort, like really, really mild, nothing you would even think about. And then um, the next day, uh, it was a little bit worse, but still no big deal. Just felt like I strained a muscle or something. And then that evening, I woke up in the middle of the night with like a fever-type situation I'd never experienced in my life. Uh, the fever broke. Next morning, um, you know, it didn't feel good, but my stomach actually felt a little bit better. And then progressively, <clears throat> as the day went on, The pain kind of localized on my right side and went from mildly uncomfortable to we have to rush to the hospital right now. I can't take this for another second within about a 15-minute time frame. And so as you can probably guess, I had to have my appendix out, which generally is not really a big deal. Um, But unfortunately for mine, I don't know if it, I don't think it really ruptured, but maybe... Um, there was some of rupture happening and I got like a sepsis blood infection. So I was in the hospital for about four days or so. Pretty miserable. Um, I never want to be in the hospital again. I'd never been in the hospital, never been sick, basically, like anything beyond. I mean, I had COVID twice, but like literally like at home, you know, you feel like crap and then you're you're fine. Never, ever have I. Needed a hospital or rarely ever am I at a doctor um, or anything like that. So just miserable. Um, but, uh, you know, during that time, obviously. Those are difficult situations for um, entrepreneurs and small business owners to deal with. And, you know, it, it kind of hits me doubly because. um You know, I'm supposed to be on a cruise ship right now playing shows and making money. And so I've already missed two big festivals with the band. We had to have a fill in. I'm missing these cruises. I probably will not be stamina wise at a level where I could play this coming Saturday. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. I have a show here in L.A. on Saturday. So I probably can't really be ready for that in all, honestly. Um, So thousands of dollars of income lost for me personally that way. But from the other side of things, from the business side of things, I thought I would just talk a little bit about kind of how I dealt with that and just some simple things to think about um, in how you set up your business so that in the unexpected, you know, things can keep running on at least a reasonably decent basis. So the first thing I would say is, obviously, if you have a medical situation happen to you, the first thing you got to do is not think about business or any of those other things, because really, all that stuff doesn't matter. Because no matter what happens to your business, or how much money you might lose, or what falls apart, or what, you know, might transpire, you can always build that back, you can always get it back, whatever you've done so far, you can you can do it better. You can get everything back that you feel like maybe you're losing and really just concentrate on feeling better and not being worried uh, about your business. And, you know, to be honest with you, I just all I was thinking about is how badly I wanted to just be able to go on a mountain bike ride and, you know, experience day to day. Pleasures, you know, just the simple things in life. And I think everyone goes through that when they're feeling crappy. And, um, you know, luckily for me, over the years, we've put our business together in a way where the day-to-day basically was something that I had removed myself from as much as humanly possible, with the exception of I was still doing a decent amount of sales to new potential clients. So I was still doing a lot of follow-up there. But it was real easy for us to just, you know, the guys knew I was out and they just started returning those phone calls or answering those texts or emails that may have been coming through through new leads. And, you know, the reality is we had multiple um, student recording events where we shoot video and record the bands. I've missed two of those. And, you know, we just pivoted. You know, it was easy. The guys just went, okay, Danny's cameras are all out in Joshua Tree. We don't have our usual stuff. We're going to go borrow this or buy that. and We'll just do it this way. It'll be totally fine. We'll get caught up on the editing and fixing it all later. And it, it was nice for me that I basically just told the guys, I'm out of the, you know, I'm off the grid. I'm in the hospital. That's it. And didn't feel that need to um, answer text messages or emails or anything like that. And, you know, honestly, for the most part, I really didn't get much of anything coming through my email or text messaging, which was great that everybody at the school knew something was up with me and that I just needed to like relax and recover. And they just let me do that and figure out what was up. So, you know, and I know it's been talked about many times, you know, how to create these systems at your school and write down everything that you do. and. So, I, you know, there's plenty of information out there about that, but I, I just want to cover a couple things that are a little bit more philosophical, maybe, about how to really make this stuff work. And it's not just for this kind of emergency. I think it will be very useful and helpful and beneficial in your business anyway. And the first thing I wrote down is to simplify. And <clears throat> quite often, you know, as I'm talking to different school owners about their processes, you know, maybe I'm helping them write some automations for enrollment or when a student's dropping or something like that, you know, onboarding inactive campaign. And I'm always amazed at like how um, complicated everybody's processes are. There's all these spreadsheets they put people on and Google sheets and like, well, we put them here and then we also add them to this and we do this with them. And just so many things that you know, we're kind of inadvertently making it harder on ourselves to do those things. So I would really take a look at just your basic process. I mean, not only for your benefit, but for the customer, we want these things to be as simple and smooth and seamless and easy as possible. So look at your current process. Simplify it. Without you there, can a student, you know, inquire on your website? Can somebody contact them? can they get signed up? Can they come in for their first lesson? Can they get billed? Can these basic processes happen without you really having to hit a single button personally yourself? The closer you can get to that, the better off you're going to be. The second thing is, I wrote down, is to let go. And I thought about this a lot, and it brought me back, you know, to the Guitar Center days where. I'd come to visit a store that was underneath my management and the store manager, the number one guy, the highest paid guy in the stores out there merchandising guitars on a display for the upcoming weekend sale. And I'd always say, well, why why are you doing this? You know, you have people that can do this. Ah, I just like to do it myself. I don't feel like anyone can do it as good as me. You know, I don't want to have to redo it. And this is a really, really, really common thing in all of retail and in a lot of businesses. And so one question, you know, and the other side of it is I always felt like it was a little bit of a cop out. Like, I don't feel like anyone can do it as good as me, or I would just rather do it right the first time. And, you know, you're you're not, that's not a good quality, okay? I think that often gets you know pushed back as like oh well, it's a good quality just wants it to be done really really well. Nah, not really. That's a lot of times what that means is that you are self-conscious about giving up power and and it, that if you're not doing these things that when somebody else can do it as good or better as you that you have less self-worth or value to your company. And it's really the opposite. So you got to let go. And a question that I would ask myself you know, is are you the best teacher at your school? Are you the best music teacher at your establishment? And, 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 and in most cases, if you are, you're doing something wrong. Because your goal should be to find and surround yourself with teachers that are way better than you could ever be, even if you're a good teacher, right? Your goal is to find people around you who are better at merchandising, who are better at sales, who are better at um, teaching, inspiring, all these things, than you are. That is how successful leaders build huge companies. You've got to be willing to let go and say, that guy I hired is a way better teacher than I ever could be. That's a positive. You want to move towards that. And the more that you have that mindset, the easier it is for you to be gone, even if it's not a uh, you know an emergency, but to be gone for a couple of weeks and not answer an email. You know, obviously it's different. You know, when I go on tour on the band, obviously I'm available. I can answer texts, and I am doing work. I'm purposely doing work when I'm out there doing those things. I'm not really on vacation. But you know, in this case, you know, I just told everybody I'm not. I'm out. Don't don't ask me anything. Whatever it is, handle it. And to be able to do that is is very uh, empowering. Third thing I wrote down is to train and delegate. Find what people are great at and then expand upon that. And you know, there's probably a really good chance that somebody at your organization is better at, at certain things than you are. You know, I quite often will find somebody. You know, and and a lot of times it happens by accident where it's like, wow, this this person's really good at like Instagram, like their posts are way cooler than anything I could do. And, you know, there's two ways you could go. You could go, well, I'm going to learn how to do it and do it better. And you could do that if that's something that really interests you or you find fun um, or you want that to be part of your skill set in some job, you know, moving forward but in most cases what you re- what you're probably better off doing is taking that person and trying to figure out a way of highlighting that positive skill that they have and allowing them to do that for you at your company now, now all these other things that you might need to train and delegate one reason that people tend to go I'll just do it myself instead of training somebody is the reality is it is harder and it does take longer, initially, to train somebody how to do it. So it, it's easy to kind of fall back into the, well, I need to get it done today. So I'm going to you know, do it myself, and eventually I'll train somebody. But it always makes me think about that, that Jim Rohn quote where he would say, doing the easy things every day makes your life harder. Doing the hard things every day makes your life easier. And Training somebody to do something as good or better than you can is harder than just doing it yourself. But once they can do it, and you've gone through those training processes, and you've, you know, retrained, and you've checked up on them, and, you know, continually refined what they're doing to get them to a new level, then your life becomes easier. And the last thing I wrote down is really just, you got to have faith and not worry. And I don't mean faith in any kind of religious context. I mean, you got to just have faith that your people that are, you know, working with you, that they got your back. And if they don't have your back, you know, you got to go back to square one and start really looking at who you're bringing on to your company. Um, And and I didn't write this down, but it does make me think about something that poor leaders, and, and this was very easy for me to see when I managed. Lots of employees, and I managed lots of store managers who had 20 or 30 employees under them each. Is inadequate managers hire inadequate people, and they do that out of a self preservation and a protection because you know, honest people don't hire dishonest people, but dishonest people they want other dishonest people around them scammers they want to have other scammers around them this is it's just very very common so you make sure you are hiring people that could be your boss basically if you can't see this person getting good enough to do what you do or you know be the top teacher in your school then keep looking you're looking for people that will would challenge you and make you go, wow, this, this person's really good. I'm, I'm going to up my game because this person is making me feel like I need to up my game. So keep that in mind. But if something comes up, just have faith. Things are going to happen. Most people are good people. Most people want to do the right thing. They'll they'll do the work that needs to be done. And then you can get back to it. Now, obviously, the struggle, the challenge in, in in like my position is what I'm falling behind on are the big picture projects that I was working on, um, you know, and those don't affect us as a business today or tomorrow or next week or next month or even a couple months. These are the longer term, you know, strategic changes we're making and we're working on a lot of big moves. And, um, you know, I'm falling a little bit behind. But, you know, it's a week or so of no work. I, I'm feeling pretty good here certainly where I can sit on a laptop and do a bunch of work, which is primarily a lot of what I do. So I should be back to that pretty soon here and, uh, you know, get motivated to want to get stuff done. I'm definitely really antsy, very antsy today. I'm the worst possible thing for me is to kind of just sit in a spot and do nothing and you know, I have so many things that I want to still accomplish that it's very hard for me to just kind of relax in that way. You know, I like to relax after I've like really like put in a big day. You know, like I can relax after I've accomplished a lot of things. I can go on vacation and relax because you know I feel like I've earned it. But it's real difficult for me to just kind of sit around and wait. Um, so you know, that's probably psychologically the hardest thing f- for me from something like this, but. Like I said, I'm getting back to it. So I hope some of those thoughts um, and ideas help you out. And we'll talk to you soon.